On this edition of Oski Talk, we recap the Illini's throttling of number two Michigan. We preview the upcoming game against Ohio State and analyze where Illinois might come in on your brackets on Selection Sunday. We also hear from head coach Brad Underwood and senior Trent Frazier after the mammoth win against Michigan. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Hadizone and through this intro I cannot hold back this smile. I'll just get right into it. Illinois destroyed Michigan yesterday. It was an unbelievable game to watch. So with that we'll get right into the front page. Headline sort of speaks for itself. Illinois dominates Michigan on the road without Io Desumu. The final score was 76-53, to 53, a 23-point margin of victory on the road against a top-two team in the country. Absolutely phenomenal for Brad Underwood's, God, Pat, Brad Underwood's squad. Patrick, what was your yeah, take? Yeah, I mean, what, a, what an absolute trouncing, really. Um, when, when you are a, a good team in the Big Ten, you can expect to win, right? But certainly not beat Michigan, the number two team in the country, by 23 points. Um, I mean, what a win. Where to begin? First of all, no Io, right? Had to get production from somewhere. We talked a little bit about Trent being that guy, the guy where you find production from. Um, and we found it, right? Like he, he, he stepped up into that role where, where, like we said, he, he was the guy. Then Io came, he had to take a step back. But look, he has had to be the guy. And I think he's really stepped well up into that, that position. And, and if he could continue to be that third guy, that third outlet for offensive production, um, paired with his defensive excellence, it's a great mix. Yeah, it, like Brad Underwood said post game, when Trent shoots like that, it makes our backcourt one of the best backcourts in the country. And then you add Andre Curbelo off the bench, who's been phenomenal stepping in for Io DeSumo kind of leading that offense. Um, Curbelo had, I think, 11 of the team's first 15 points. He ended up with 17. He scored 17 in the last game. In the game before that, he flirted with a triple-double in the three games that, that Io has missed. Curbelo's been great kind of setting the table. Um, I saw a tweet. I think it was uh, – I don't remember who tweeted it. It might have been Caleb Griffin. But he said, Andre Curbelo is going to be on triple-double watch for the next four years, <laughs> which is it's like he might be because he does it all offensively. And if he could just limit those turnovers, which they did a pretty good job of, especially against Michigan, I mean, he's he could be that guy. And then you got Jacob Grandison with five rebounds and five assists in the game. Like, he was phenomenal. Adam Miller made two absolute dagger three-pointers, and, and we know he's the type of guy that could put up 20 a night. It seems like... 
without and I'm not going to be the idiot that says, "Oh, this team's better with Io," because they're not. They are not better without the best player in the country. But I think once he comes back, this team is going to be so much better than before because all these other guys have confidence in roles that they didn't have to play before, but now they know that they can. Brad knows that he can turn to Adam Miller or Trent Frazier to make a clutch shot at any point in the game. He knows that Andre Curbelo can set the table. And honestly, these last three games, Kofi hasn't been that good, and we've still been winning. Like, this is without Kofi's best and without Io on the floor. So I am wildly impressed with, with Illinois. It was, so, it was so much fun to watch. It was 2-2 two to two at the first media timeout, 10-10 to 10 at the second media timeout. And from then on forward, Illinois destroyed Michigan. Yeah, and, and, and I think it all starts, too, defensively with Trent Frazier. When when you could shut down a guy like Mike Smith, and, and he's an offensive facilitator, right? So he's a guy who, you know, averages five assists a game, which you could argue isn't, isn't a, quite as much as you'd expect. But he's still kind of that, that, that facilitator where the offense runs through him, right? Um, and when you shut him down, you forced Michigan basically basically to play one-on-one ball and, and, and ISO the whole game. And they couldn't do that. They couldn't play up to the Illinois defense. So I think it all started with Trent defensively. I wanted to mention this just to finish, round out our, our Trent talk. Um, look, Frazier was great defensively. He, he helped basically shut down the entire team by, by taking Mike Smith out of this game. Um, and when you can do that, you could take teams out of, out of games. Like if you could be that strong defensively, I think – we've been missing some of that throughout that, that one stretch where we having, we were having a difficult time. And then even get teams like against Michigan state, like we just didn't seem quite as sharp defensively, but if you get a guy like Trent to play that sharp, everyone around him, like his, everyone else's job around him is much easier. So um, I, I think that that's where defensively it all started back to Trent. So that was a great game. And, and I, I will comment on the IO thing. Just the fact that I think a lot of people are going to say, well, are they better? They look more efficient, and I would agree they probably are, right? They're they're moving the ball maybe a little bit better. They don't rely on Io quite as much when he's not there. Uh, but in my opinion, it's just, look, the, the point production is going to be spread out a little bit more when, when that happens. Like, obviously, Trent's going to be taking more shots. Um, Miller will be taking more shots, even though that wasn't necessarily true. Corbello probably took seven more shots than he would have tonight. Trent probably another 10. Um, and then slowly take off from there. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I understand that it looks certainly looks a little bit better, but I don't think it tells the whole story. Yeah, I agree. It definitely doesn't tell the whole story, but I think when they get back, they might be more efficient than we've seen. Because I have shown recently he has a – urge to kind of facilitate he has an urge to spread the ball around set up shots for other people and now we know that Adam Miller and Trent Frazier and Jacob Grandison and and Curbelo can take that and knock those shots down I think this team could turn in really scary and not that they're not but I think this is a, re- a really big statement like you look at Michigan I don't know who would you say is their best player I would say Hunter Dickinson or Livers probably Isaiah Livers Okay, 13 points combined for those two. Who's next? Probably Mike Smith or, or Wagner? Wagner, I'd say. Probably seven, Wagner. Seven points combined from those two. Their top four scorers on the season, 
combined for 20 points. That that is unbelievable defense from Illinois. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, when when you are able to completely shut out a team, everything gets easier. Like everyone's job defensively gets easier, um, and 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 offense gets easier. Believe it or not. Um, so it, it's kind of all those things mixed together tonight to just really produce a, 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 or last night, excuse me, um, two nights ago now on Thursday, just combined for Illinois to come out with an absolute trouncing. And, and I, I don't, I know a lot of people too will say, well, you know, Michigan shot bad, but like you don't, you, if you're sh- shooting bad, like I feel like you could still keep it close. Like they, like it was clearly defensively, like nobody shot well on this team. Like, defensively, Illinois stepped up. Like, it wasn't just, like, that they were flat. Because, frankly, Michigan's got, like you said, three guys that are, are very good. I think Wagner could go to the draft this year. So can Dickinson. Um, Isaiah Livers, maybe. Um, but those are three guys that average 14 points a night. Like, if they're all, if like you said, they combine for 15 points in a game, like, there's 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 something more to it. And I I I would expect a much better Michigan team after seeing us once in the tournament. So don't expect this to happen every game. Don't expect this to happen in the OSU game. Expect an even better team, uh, even better team in the, in the tournament. But enjoy the win uh, while we have it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a program first, the first time Illinois ever went on the road and beat a top-two team, and they did so by 23 points, a really strong effort all across the board. We talked about Trent Frazier. He had 22 points. He hit a lethal step-back three that had the bench going crazy. That's another thing. The energy from the Illini bench yesterday, or two nights ago, was phenomenal. Yeah, it sure was. Um, whether it was, honestly, too, the guys coming off the bench were great. I thought Georgie played great as well. Coleman Hawkins added Coleman had some good yeah, minutes. He, yeah, he added good minutes. Nine minutes that I frankly I thought were all good. Um and, and we even saw some of the bench uh coming to the game. Zach Griffith got Yeah, he got in he on got it. a bucket. So uh that was pretty sweet. A Jermaine Hamlin sighting. That was awesome. Uh Tyler shot a three. Tyler didn't make it, but he shot no, one. No, he shot one and he got a foul, which was pretty sweet. And a turnover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah. It, I'm sure when Zach Griffith came out of the Nebraska game on senior night, he probably thought that was the last time he'd ever play. And then two games later, he's coming in off the bench against Michigan when Illinois is absolutely blowing them out, and he gets his, his bucket. That was awesome. Yeah, you don't, you don't expect that at all, right? So, yeah, that was, it was just a great game. I, I, it goes back to what I, I keep on saying. Enjoy the season. Like, this is, this is something special, and... And this is a, a record game. Like, I, I don't think you can look back into Illinois history and have a better road win than being number two Michigan in Ann Arbor. I, I really don't think that there's a, a better game. I mean, you could go all the way back to, to those uh, flying Illini teams, like Indiana, number three Indiana in in Bloomington. I, I don't think that that beats this game, and, and certainly not because uh, – Obviously, the Nick Anderson shot having that game to win it. Look, this is a twenty-point win against number two in the country. This is this this means something. So, hopefully, Illinois could keep that that effort up and 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 keep it for the tournament. Because I I do think that Illinois tends to play up to its competition and also play down to its competition. So, um, hopefully that that confidence continues even when we start playing uh, in that first round of the tournament. 
Yeah, without a doubt. But I don't think you can. This is one of those wins that you cannot ignore if you're from the outside looking in. This was, this team is legit, and they really, really proved it against Michigan. They are now in almost every bracketologist that I've seen slotted as a one seed, still behind Michigan. Um, but obviously that that could change. It couldn't change. Whatever. But that that's where they're slotted right now as the fourth number one seed as they roll into the weekend against Ohio State. Yeah, I, I want to say this, too, about the seeding. I think one thing that we should take, like, we should take this all a little, little, little grain of salt, right? Because Michigan is 18-2. and two. We did absolutely trounce them at home, but we do have some bad losses. So I, I'm fine with the where we're seeded. But the whole talk of last week nationally in terms of seeding was there is a large gap between Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan. And then and then there's that fourth seed. That gap is much smaller after this game. We we closed that gap. It, I mean, at some point, after Baylor lost to Kansas, everybody said it's Gonzaga, Michigan, then Baylor in that Tier 2, and then everybody else. That gap is narrow as hell yeah. right now. I think, if I'm being frank, I think between the, those four teams, and I'd even add Western Virginia in there, I think West Virginia is a solid team. I agree. They could. I if we botch this next week, I could see them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, if they take the I'm, one, spot, I'm with one seed. Um, yeah, but Gonzaga, I mean, really hasn't played solid competition. Played a close game against what? What team was it? It was like Loyola. BYU. Oh, BYU had them close. And then there's another team too. I can't remember who it was. I watched the game too. Mar- um, okay. I'll I'll look it up real quick, but. Um, Gonzaga, obviously Baylor had him bad. It was, oh, it was LMU. That's what it was. It was, um, um, Loyola Marymount. That's, that's right. Uh, the Lions, um, they kind of had him closer at the game. Gonzaga pulls away late, but they played him close. Um, BYU, like you said, played him close. Um, Santa Clara didn't really play him that close, but anyways, um, I think the gap between them and Baylor might be a little bit bigger now, but between Baylor and Michigan and Illinois, that gap is very small. I think Baylor, if you've been watching Baylor recently, they've kind of been exposed after they came off the COVID rest. They, they, I mean, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but in that Kansas game, we could have beat them. They were just playing, yeah, playing is- sluggish. They weren't playing like, like Baylor. And that's yeah. what a terrible time to feel like that, right? Um, uh-huh. to have that COVID break because it's just it, it's just a shame that you can't um, they kind of come out flat like they did, but they come off that break. They had a good decent game against West Virginia. Um, West Virginia is legit. Their press isn't as hard, but um, they ISO ball better than any team in the country. So uh, that's a team to be reckoned with. And and obviously we just saw Michigan. So. Um, I think we're right there with Michigan. And I don't think that gap is very, very large either. Yeah, me neither. Illinois has a chance to prove that they belong in that conversation for the one seed with a big game on Saturday, another road game, um, this time against Ohio State, who's currently ranked seventh. It's a team that Illinois lost to earlier in the season at State Farm Center. Um, they went into the break down 15, made it a lot closer at the end, I think lost by six. And there are a few controversial calls late in the game. 
off an offensive foul or a defensive foul that could have gone called offensive foul, a potential out of bounds, blah, blah, blah. They didn't play good enough to win that game. EJ Liddell had a strong game, I think 20-something points from him. But at the end of the day, they lost that game. Now they come in riding really high after a number two upset, if you want to call it an upset. This is one of those games that, you know, you know Ohio State's going to want to punch him in the mouth again. Illinois has to be ready for it, and I think they will be. Yeah, EJ Liddell just loves, loves playing Illinois hard. Like, there's really, there's not a player, I don't think, in, in the Big Ten that I would say just has, like, a pure animosity for Illinois that EJ Liddell clearly has. And, and it's not even that, like, we didn't recruit him hard because we did. He just straight up did not want to go here. And I think he loves <laughs> playing his home state and beating the crap out of us. So I, I hate playing EJ Liddell. Defensively, look, Kofi's got to be on his game, man. I, you can stop EJ Liddell if you get a good rotation because um, you kind of get stuck with, like, who's guarding EJ Liddell, right? Like, like it, it's probably Grandison or DeMonte maybe. And, and those guys are just not as good. They don't have the power that that EJ Liddell does. So if you get it, like if you could get Kofi sliding over, off taking off like Key or, or whoever they they start at, at um, center, I, I can't remember, um, but whoever they have that or that other forward spot, um, oh Justice Suing maybe, um, Zed Key like I said he might come off. Um, those guys, um, like like you you gotta. Make that rotation and, and try and get a block on EJ Liddell. Force him to take a harder shot. It's basically what I'm saying. Other than that, I think defensively, look, if Trent could have the type of game he had taking out um, Mike Smith and, and applying that to Dwayne Washington, a whole different game. Now, those two players are very different. Washington is a, a pure scorer. The guy can score, uh, take the ball, and probably will take 20 shots in this game and we'll probably hit nine of them right like he's he's a good enough shooter maybe a little bit less take 16 shots he'll make eight um if you could lower that production down and keep him um from a taking those shots you could lower them down to eight um and making five of those right i think you feel really good about keeping Dwayne washington down um He's kind of been rocky recently, um, not quite as consistent as, as when Ohio State was making those big runs. Um, but clearly the best player on the floor um, for Ohio State. So that's a big deal for Trent. Um, if Io comes back, man, I wish Ohio State the best of luck because I think Dark Knight Io um, going zero Dark 30 is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think... If Io comes back, and I really do think he will, um, I think that gives Illinois a very good chance to win this game. I think they're a much better team than Ohio State, but obviously this is a team that beat them. And what has unfortunately become a train a trend for Illinois is after really big wins, they've struggled. They they had the huge win over Duke. Next game you lose to Mizzou. They had the big win over Minnesota. Next game, they lost to Michigan State. So it's kind of one. I mean, you look at the, the huge win over Wisconsin. Next game went to overtime with Nebraska, that type of thing. So you hope they don't come out sluggish. And I think if Io comes back, that'll be the shot in the arm right off the bat that they need to not come out sluggish. But you, we've seen before against this Buckeye team, if you come out 
and you let them get up early on you, it's a tough team to come back against. And it's a team that Illinois couldn't come back against last time around. So you obviously want to avoid that situation. Um, Also, Ohio State's lost three in a row. They lost to Michigan on February 21st. Michigan State beat them on the 25th, and they just got shellacked by Iowa, 73-57. to So this team is much more desperate for a win than Illinois is right now. And desperate teams in March win basketball games. We saw it when Michigan State played us last week. So it's a game I'm a little bit worried about. I'm not going to lie. But I think if Iowa comes back, it, it gives Illinois a really good shot. I mean, Ohio State, I, I've said this all year, I feel like. Now that I'm March, I, I really say, oh, I've said this all year quite a bit now. Um, when a team has three good forwards that, that share the ball and, and can hurt you, Illinois struggles because it, it's – our guards are just I, – I don't know how to phrase it, but just they're not great at guarding, guarding bigger guys than them. Like they're good at it, but we, we just struggle down low. They'll beat us up a little bit. That that seems to be kind of the recipe for beating us when when you have that that luxury. They have guys. They have EJ Liddell, Justice Sumi, Kyle Young, and coming off the bench, Zed Key. And those those four guys can one hundred percent make an impact on the game. In fact, I I would say other than Dwayne Washington Jr., those are the three guys that'll probably get you a, a big portion of your point production. Other than that, it, Guard, guards don't score against yeah. us. They just don't. So I think those forwards are the point production. Uh, absolutely. And just uh, Aarons. I hate how they pronounce his name. It should be Aarons. Aarons. <laughs> um, Three-point hitter. He's not going to hit anything else. So, like, you know what he brings to this game. You know what he, what he brings to this team. If you could stop kind of down low and, and, and get Kofi moving and, and trying to force shots that are low percentage shots – Look, this this team can win. We we know the formula a little bit because we've played so many teams like this. Um, but I, if I had the best comparison, I I guess you got to play them like Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin's got the forwards to beat us and, and the center Mika Potter, but they just suck, so they don't beat us. Um, this team is good, straight up good. The forwards are great. I I'd even say Zed. I mean Zed Key coming off the bench gets me nervous. So. It's it's going to be tough. Uh, playing this team is always going to be tough. But if you can shut down at least the guard, you feel better about playing all these forwards. Yeah, what what we've noticed against teams with really, really good players is that if you have a really good center, we're going to neutralize them. Luca Garza didn't play too well against us. Trace Jackson Davis didn't. Trevion Williams didn't. Um, Hunter Dickinson didn't. If you have a really good guard, you're not going to have a super strong game against us. Marcus Carr didn't. Joe Wieskamp didn't. Um, Jared Butler didn't have that good of a game against us. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Ron Harper Jr. never really had that good of a game against us. So they do well against guards and against big men. But like you said, those forwards, those are the ones that exploit Illinois. I think the team or the player on an opposing team that had the best game against us all year might have been EJ Liddell in that first Ohio State game. It, it's a position that Illinois struggles at because they're too small at guard, and they're too big. They're too small at guard, and we're too big and at center. Too big at center to to size down and guard a three or four. We struggle. 
We have Jacob Grandison or Demonte Williams guarding a guy much taller than him. Or Georgie guarding a guy that's going to dribble around him. So it, that that's our biggest issue. And Ohio State has some players who can exploit that issue. But I think Illinois is just the stronger, better team. Um, so I hope that, that that rings through on Saturday. I... I'm going to just say this. I would not be surprised if we lose on Saturday, but I'm going to take Illinois to win. I'll take Illinois to win a little bit lower scoring than last time. Last time both teams were in the 80s. I think Illinois is really feeling themselves defensively. I'll take Illinois to win this one 75-70. to 70. I like that. Um, if Io wasn't coming back for his first game off injury, I'd probably take Ohio State. But I just think that basketball and we also we're we're not reporting that he is coming back oh, yeah. that's not for sure we're just thinking he yeah is. yeah I, I think it's it's almost fair to assume i think the last last thing we heard and i, I can't i can't 100% confirm this was that he he got stopped by illinois protocol not big 10 protocol so Con- yeah illinois concussion protocol was what stopped him. So we only knew it was the broken nose. This was the first we heard of the concussion protocol. Makes a lot of sense because he's, he's been on the bench smiling, not wearing anything on his nose. So it's the concussion that they're worried about. Right. Um, and I'm glad he didn't play against Michigan because Michigan's got no film on him now. Yeah, so very true. I, lo- I love that. Um, but you you need him back this week i think i really do you, I agree. you want him to get one one feeler game because if it's a stinker you want the stinker to be in the regular season so you you'll take that this weekend if that's what it is but you just want him to get back out there get the feel back get all of that back and hopefully get a win against ohio state yeah uh, absolutely and, and um if if i if he wasn't coming back i don't i don't know what i would choose but um i i'm going to go with illinois Iowa has a big game coming back off the bench, uh, and Illinois is going to hopefully force Michigan to do something. Michigan play that Sunday, or they play Saturday at the same time? I'm trying to think. Uh, Michigan plays on Thursday today against Michigan State, and then they also play Michigan State on Saturday. Right, okay, um, after Illinois plays. So hopefully – Hopefully Michigan State wins that first game and then forces Michigan to do so something. So it means something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think Illinois wins this one just because Iowa's back. I'm going to go with a similar score to last time, but I'm going to reverse it. Illinois 87, Ohio State 80. Okay, so Illinois gets the win there. Um, that would end the regular season. They'd head into the Big Ten tournament that starts next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. Illinois won't play till Friday. They already clinched a double bye. The maximum amount of games they could play in the Big Ten tournament is three. Friday against likely the three seed. Um, Saturday against, or no, Friday against the the winner of right now, I think it would be the winner of Rutgers and Michigan State, maybe? Yeah, I I think the winner of that game. The standings might change this week, but you play the winner of that game, then you likely play the three seed if they win their game, who right now is Iowa, and then you play the winner of the game one against four if the favorites win, which would be a rematch with Michigan most likely. Um, And so you got this game against Ohio State, a maximum of three more games, and then selection Sunday. Where do you think Illinois comes in when we're filling out our brackets on the evening of March 14th? I 
I think I think they will be a one seed. Um, looking at the Big Ten tournament, I, the teams that I think Illinois might play are Wisconsin, Maryland, or Rutgers. Maybe that Michigan State team. I would hate to play Wisconsin. Hate it, hate it. A third it, hate time? It. I would hate to play the same team three times. That is such a bad omen. Um, look at look at the Saints in the playoffs against the Buccaneers this you year. Can't, third time, they got smacked. You can't beat a team three times in a row. That's so hard. So hopefully... Hopefully Wisconsin continues to win, and, and Maryland or hopefully Rutgers. I, I'd love to have either of those teams, if I'm being honest, again in the tournament. I, Rutgers scares me a little bit, but they're not as good as they were earlier in the year. No, they weren't. They're fighting for their lives, so that's 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 never fun. But uh, Maryland as well, I think, definitely deserves to be in the tournament. But um, playing them would be interesting. Uh, Michigan State, like any of those teams, would love will love a rematch with them. Um, but we'll kind of see how it shakes out. You might see one of those smaller teams, Minnesota, pick it up late in the season. Penn State pick it up a little bit there. Um, other than that, um, I, I think that's that's probably who will play. But I think Illinois just kind of found their found their rhythm. So I think they're going to hopefully close out the season and end up as a one seed. Yeah, I think so too. I think. The only way Illinois doesn't end up as a one seed is probably lose this game and then lose the first game of the Big Ten tournament. I really think the win over Michigan is going to do a lot of help because it's a quad one road win, just like the the Wisconsin game was. Um, So I like our chances as a one seed. Otherwise, we're probably the best two seed, which would probably put us in Ohio State or West Virginia's region if they're the one seed. Um, So I think low one high two is is the idea here and honestly if you told me that at the beginning of the year i would take it no matter what yeah i I mean essentially that that last one and that first two are the same spot like you're going to end up in the same part of the bracket you'll play the one and two will play each other anyways um it's more a little bit like that that two seed's probably just a little bit more difficult than that one seed but regardless at the end of the day, you're probably going to play each other um, anyway. So I know it is a big deal because you want to be that one seed. And I especially – I do want to win the Big Ten. I really want to big, win the Big Ten tournament. So uh, keep your eyes on the prize for the Big Ten tournament, uh, and, and we'll get to the tournament when we get there. Absolutely. And you hope that we get to cut down two nets by the time the season is over. We're going to end with Say What. We've got two awesome quotes from Brad Underwood and Trent Frazier. We're going to start with Brad Underwood, who talked about how the game against Michigan, how hard it would be for him to think of a better win of anybody in college basketball this season. Here's Brad Underwood on Oski Talk. Say what? And I'm pretty illiterate when it comes to what's going on in the world of college basketball. I look at our stuff and our league and uh, but I, I would be challenged to find a, a, a better a better win in college basketball this year, better road win anyway. Um, I mean, in all the analytics, they're up there. So, you know, I think it's got to make a, a, a pretty solid statement. I mean, a lot of people have us somewhere in that one or two line anyway. You know, beating a team that's um, two in the country and, and up there in almost every analytic has is, is, is got to be a pretty strong statement. And, and then to do that without, you know, college basketball's best player, um, you know, pretty pretty big statement. Thanks to Brad for that quote there. Awesome to hear from him. 
after the game. He had a lot to say, and I know this was, you know, he was talking a lot about the Big Ten and scheduling, but this was just a, wow, this win was so good. It would be hard for me to think of any team who has a more impressive win this season, especially on the road. Yeah, I I think, um, look, I think the the only game um, that that might be close was the game that was played right before it, Baylor Baylor Bears versus West Virginia. Uh, Baylor goes to West Virginia and and, and beats them in, in double OT um, or a single OT, my bad, by five, um, and they beat him by five. Like this is very clearly the greatest win in in Illinois history. So extremely exciting. Enjoy it. I know the team enjoyed it, so a lot of fans should as well. And next here on Oski Talk, we hear from Trent Frazier, who talked about wanting to make a statement and doing so as the hardest-playing team in the country. Here's Trent Frazier. We just want to – we we should – that we're the hardest team. We're the hardest-playing – we're the play, hardest-playing team in the country. That's, that's our statement. Um, like I said, even without our best player, you know, we, we got a lot of guys on this team. You know, we've been preaching all week, you know, since our guy went down. Um, we, we're loaded. You know, Chan been preaching to us. We're loaded. We got a lot of guys on this team. Guys stepped up. You know, Andre Cabello, you know, Ace, uh, DeMonte, Jay. Those guys all stepped up for us uh, these past three games. It's incredible, you know. And it's just special, you know, to see, you know, what kind of basketball team we are. You know, when we, you know, we're so dialed in, connected, and just playing hard and having fun for 40 minutes. Thanks to Trent Frazier for coming on the show here. I mean, another really just awesome quote there. I mean, they wanted to prove something without their their guy, I would assume, out against the number two team in the country. We're going to outplay you. We're going to play harder than you. And that's what they did. We love a good Trent Frazier quote here on Ask Talk. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. They are back in action Saturday against Ohio State. Make sure you watch that one as that closes out the regular season. But for now, thank you all for listening to Oski Talk. Make sure you check out our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Megaphone. But once again, thank you all for listening. We'll be back to you on Saturday. For Patrick, I'm Anthony. I-L-L. I and I.